I don't understand, in air quotations, relationship people who are just like from high school have always been in a relationship. I literally don't get it mm. because like I have not, I just don't understand. I do not. We're here to chat about the stuff you can only learn from experience. Did we learn our lesson? We don't know, but I guess we'll find out. Kia ora team, welcome back to Learn My Lesson after a week off. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that, but <laughs> me and Jess were both very unwell last weekend when we normally record, so... Yeah, there's just a stomach bug going around Wellington, and we happened to get hit with it on Halloween. I know, we were so gutted. I had two outfits planned for Friday and Saturday, and so did Jess, and we didn't get to go to either event. Yeah, so that was a shame, a bit of a shambles, but how are you really, Saf? I'm good. My mum's visiting for the weekend, so that's nice having her here. And we've got our friend's birthday tonight, which will be fun. And yeah, pretty good. Just recovering. I've kind of, my body's kind of been through a lot this week. <laughs> How are you really, Jess? Not going to lie. Emotionally, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm good. Physically, I am unwell. <laughs> Oh, so we recovered from our smoke bug earlier in the week. And then on Thursday night, it was my stepdad's retirement party. And it was an open bar. And next thing you know, I was still there at like 10 p.m. So I was like, oh, Sav, come down. Like, we'll just have a drink here before we go out. Because we were going to um, a like event thing at Love Bite. And next thing you know, it is 3 a.m. And we were not okay the next day. I don't think I've been that hungover in a very, very long time. And, like, I'm still recovering. I'm, like, on that two-day hangover vibe. But I went to F45 this morning, which was good. Kind of sweated some of it out. But, oh, I was just a mess. Like, you know, those nights where, like, you, you just, I just, I behaved like a freak. So, yeah. I mean, it could have been worse. And it was hilarious. Like, overall, I'd say I had a really fun night. Yeah, it was a great night. I was not happy with just how I was feeling the next day. It was horrible. Sav was an hour late to work and she works from home. I work from home and I woke up to my like boss calling me and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. But you know what? Whatever. It was fun. Yeah, that happens. It was fun. Hopefully no one from work listens to this. Yeah. I have no idea how I'm going to drink tonight, but give it a go. Push through. Yeah. But emotionally, so yeah, I've been good. I mean, go listen to our anxiety update episode for a bit more on that side of things. But yeah, I feel like I've been mostly good. Like I've had some really weird days where like the physical symptoms of my anxiety have just really ramped up. But outside of that, I just, I feel good. And actually, so this brings us to this episode so this is a very much anticipated episode and one that like it may seem weird but I think we have really good perspectives on and like we really do like talking about but the reason it seems weird is because you look at our track record oh it's on relationships by the way (laughs) and you look at our track record and it would suggest that we know nothing about relationships (laughs) but it's like do as I say not as I do yeah we have really good outside perspective like outside looking in which I mean a lot of people do it's a lot easier to see things clearly when you're not in that situation but even from our own experiences we've definitely learned a lot you particularly have learned a lot about yourself in a relationship so yeah and it's something I've been working with my therapist a lot on and it's actually like the main focus of why I'm at therapy a lot of the time like I want to work on how to be better in a relationship so that when I am ready and when I am interested in 
getting in a relationship, I am a lot healthier in it. But yeah, and also I think the fact that we've had so many negative experiences is probably really good in terms of, you know, we obviously talk about the topics that we do in relation to how they can impact your mental health. And I think that being in an unhealthy relationship can have such a negative impact on your mental health, just like being in a really healthy, supportive relationship can have a really good impact on your mental health. So it's very, very relevant for sure where do you want to start I feel like we don't even need to really go through our history with relationships because we talked about that in so many other episodes yeah but yeah if you want to know a little bit more about our history and relationships like both Sav and I have had a very traumatic experience when it comes to dating yeah so Sav's episode is called liar liar and mine is called heartbreak healing and forgiveness I think so yeah feel free to go listen to those for a bit more backstory but we'll share them to our Instagram story me more so than Sav I have had a lot of things over the years. Like, I think a lot of my mental health struggles, I've kind of always looked for someone to attach to so that I can avoid dealing with my own shit, which definitely isn't healthy. And, oh, and the other reason we want to talk about this, I'm currently having a six-week break from boys, 100%. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm trying. I'm making sure I just don't even date anyone. I don't talk to anyone. I don't casually sleep with anyone. I'm just sitting back and really forcing myself to deal with my own shit. And it has been very confronting, and it's definitely proven to me, like, how... How much you were, oh. you were using that boys as a distraction, as, like, a something out a reason also to be emotional and upset like because yeah. you're like if this boy's acting weird like it was kind yeah. of nice to have a reason than just be like oh, I'm really anxious like I don't know what about whereas if you have a boy yeah. in your life you're like you can kind of be like oh they they did this they and it was a bit this. weird and now I feel unsettled by it yeah so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah called out called out but it's it is very true and it has been really like yeah it's been so nice for myself to finally like force myself to step back and take the time to actually work through my shit I mean I'm working through it it's It's part of the journey yeah exactly but anything else new with us oh we're raising money and awareness for breast cancer foundation yeah keep an eye out for our things that we have going on related to that because it's a very cool thing to get involved with yeah, we're going to Auckland next weekend, which is super exciting. Yes, that will be really cool. We're going for this event, the Phoenix Summit. It's like a creative, yeah, like a conference, like a creative industries conference type thing. So that'll be really awesome. Very yeah. excited. So anyway, should I just get straight into the theory? Yeah, go hard. I mean, I, I, okay. So basically through going to therapy, I, I feel like every therapy session we end up talking about my own shambles of a life instead. But like my main goal was to work through this like weird habit pattern I have in relationships and it's so easily identifiable when I look back through any relationship that I've been in and the more I talked it through with my therapist who is just such a legend she's so cool she was able to relate it to the single choice point theory and the reason I wanted to come on here and talk about that is because I think that a lot of people so many of you guys listening will be able to relate to at least a few of the things I say in this or even like develop your own um like choice point chart essentially so for me like my big issue when I get in relationships and I said this last week like I am great when I feel like I'm in control but the moment that I start feeling like my walls are coming down I just self-sabotage push people away like give them so many weird tests like that there's no way that they can like pass just to kind of prove that they will leave eventually and I think a big part of that just to you know analyze myself for a second is 
it's like a combination of things. So my parents divorced when I was seven. And I think that to say that you're like having your parents divorced doesn't impact you is bullshit. Like I think even though it's so common now, like I think even when you don't think that you've been impacted by your parents' divorce, there are probably some habits and you're mm. dealing with relationships that carry through from that. And for me... Particularly sorry. you, like your parents separated when you were quite young. Yeah. And so like... But old, old enough to understand, like not really, it's not all you've ever known, but it was still as you were coming into your formative years. Yeah. And I don't blame either of them. Like it was obviously very traumatic for them to be going through a divorce, but definitely like as a kid, when I saw them getting angry at each other or like not at each other, but just like angry about each other, I really did carry this whole feeling of, you know, holy shit, these are two people who... I adore however they've spent 15 years together with the wrong person was like the the impression that I got I was like holy shit they're wasted even though I know that they would never regret it because they got us kids out of it but I was like these two people who are also so different like I look at them now and they could not be more different and I love them so much separately and I can't even imagine them in a relationship mm-hmm. so I'm just like wow okay they, they you know these two people they chose the wrong person essentially and then spent that long in a relationship that wasn't bringing out the best in them so like of course I'm scared that I will end up with someone who doesn't I don't want to get 15 years into a relationship and get divorced and then be like oh my god blah 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 waste of waste of my time (laughs) and then on top of that kind of having the only two situations in which I've let my guard down really go terribly kind of just reiterated that whole thing of like okay first of all there's a very slim chance that you're ever going to choose the right person and second of all even when you think you have you're wrong and yeah so that definitely fed into the whole issues side of it yeah I was quite lucky with my parents separation in terms of their relationship so I didn't see I don't think there was much of it anyway as far as I know but there wasn't fighting I didn't have because I know a lot of people whose parents just fought and fought and fought and then finally got like separated yeah. they got, a, got a divorce whereas like my parents were very wait one second I just think we should just clarify actually I think this is a better tangent to go down we'll come back to choice point theory and yeah. we can talk because we can relate it to both of us okay yeah. continue and even now your parents have like yeah even now they get along weirdly well for <laughs> um, two people that are separated but I think that definitely makes it a lot easier to I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind of like it, the, the separation definitely impacted me in certain ways, but it didn't make me like terrified of. I don't really believe in marriage, so I don't think I'll probably get married unless it's important to whoever I end up with. But it didn't make me scared about being with the wrong person or anything like that. And then further to that, like you've got two older brothers who most of what you've seen through their relationships has been quite healthy like would you consider those examples of like what a healthy relationship can look like yeah I mean my older brother who's five years older than me he's had essentially two long-term girlfriends so the first one he was quite young but at the time seemed quite old to me but it was when he was like 18 I think and she was absolutely gorgeous lovely human and they were super healthy super respectful and yeah like that that relationship was really good um example to see in my life and then after they broke up a few years later he started seeing his partner that he's still with so they've been together around six years now and they've got I mean like for them being together for six years I've seen them at their best and I've also seen them in a period where I noticed their relationship was a lot more tense and 
that was a while back now and they're, they're back to being really good. But like, it was quite interesting to see, like, I remember one year I just thought, that's such a healthy relationship. They're so, you know, like good to each other. And then I saw them at a point where they were a little bit butting heads, like there was obviously tension. And you can kind of see that from the outside. And then now they're back to being really good. But it was, yeah, it was interesting to see that kind of development and change yeah. through a relationship. But no, overall, very healthy. And they're both really respectful of each other. Do you think there's like any other standout things in your life in terms of like relationships that you've witnessed or stuff that's happened to you that have been either like very damaging to your perception of relationships or like very beneficial to how you think that a relationship should be? Um, obviously, yeah, the episode we talked about earlier, that's the biggest kind of impact, I think. My parents' separation and that, I think, as a combination yeah, <laughs> has definitely shaped a lot of how I like think and feel about relationships. So yeah, the episode Lie Lie, where I talk about that, because yeah. that was the first, for me, that was the first person. And this was quite late in my life. Like I wasn't really interested in boys. Yeah. Well, or I just hadn't met anyone that I was interested in. See, this is what I don't understand. I don't understand, in air quotations, relationship people who just like from high school have always been in a relationship. I literally don't get it mm. because like I have not, I just don't understand. I do not. I don't get it. Yeah, I have a few friends that are like that, just like, honestly, barely spend a few months and then they find someone else that they're willing to get into a relationship with. And I'm like, I've met very few people that I would consider getting into a relationship yeah. with. And yeah. then one of them royally fucked me over. So, <laughs> so of course, that wasn't fun and has left a little bit of baggage. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's quite interesting because... Again, I, it's hard to say because I haven't actually entered into a relationship, but I really don't think the way that I feel about relationships and the kind of insecurities that those experiences have left me with, I don't think I will take anything into a relationship if I find someone that I'm interested in because it doesn't happen often <laughs> and <laughs> things are going well. Like I'm not going to project like a lot of people do and it's completely understandable why people do that and there's nothing wrong with it you do need to acknowledge it and work through it but like I think for me I will just completely I don't want to say surrender myself to that situation but I mm. like I would like I'm not yeah. I cannot imagine me having those toxic traits or pushing someone away or anything like that yeah and it's a little bit scary because like it means I'm very vulnerable once I get to that point. Yeah. But also it's interesting because I think it's cool now because if you started dating someone, I think you would also be very much yourself. Whereas like in the situation we talked about in Liar Liar, like it wasn't that you weren't yourself. You just didn't really know who you were. Mm -hmm. So you did like quieten down quite a lot and almost without even meaning to like try and be the person that you thought he wanted, which so many people do. They try and adapt to like what they think the other person wants. Whereas now you're like so confident and like so... Yeah. Even though, obviously, you have your own insecurities, as everyone does, I feel like you'll go into it and you'll talk about what we're doing with the podcast and what's going on at work. And, like, you will literally just be exactly like you are with me. Like, once someone yeah. has done the work to get to a place, be like, you can trust them. <laughs> Proud of you. Personal growth. Yes. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I definitely have, like, I would have those thoughts and that little bit of insecurity and stuff that comes from when you have been like lied to and well and it's amplified because as two people who live with anxiety it's like yeah <laughs> so like those things will definitely be there but it's more like I'm very aware that they're my own issues and I'm not gonna put that on 
the person that I'm seeing. Mm. I'd like to think that I'd be with someone who I can like talk to about that and be like, look, yeah. I know it's not your fault, but like I do have these insecurities in these certain areas and just be able to like talk to them about it if there are things that are making me feel not so great. And just so they're more aware and can be like respectful or check in on you. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be good in a relationship, yeah. personally. The thing is, up until recently, I would not have thought that I would be. But through going to therapy and then also like looking into like what I'm learning in therapy, how I can apply that to like my friendship with you and like my relationships with my family has been really interesting, and like really productive. And I feel like if I met the right person, I would be open from the get go that like I've got a lot of work to do and like a lot of stuff to work through. But the fact that I could get into it and acknowledge that from the get go is so much progress from me always just thinking that I had no issues. And like, I, unlike you, I think you're very good at like acknowledging your mental health when it comes like if you were in a relationship you'd be able to see like oh shit like I'm feeling extra anxious today like that's something to be aware of whereas I carry my anxiety into relationships so heavily to the point where you don't actually see that as your anxiety you see like like I just think I'm being completely reasonable yeah and I'm not and I think well to be fair that okay that really well brings us to like choice point theory so choice point theory can actually be applied to like also if anyone actually has real knowledge around this I'm sorry if I don't explain it properly I'll do my best (laughs) it's like when you look at a recurring situation in your life like for me I'll use the example of relationships but it can be reflected in a lot of different situations so for me in a relationship as I said I'm fine while I feel like I'm in control and then essentially I reach my choice point And historically, when I look at how I've acted in relationships, the moment I feel vulnerable, I actually, I can, I can get up the list of what I, what I do because it is tragic. And like, it was so freaking sad. So when my therapist, like when we were doing this, her first thing was like, what do you think of when you hear the term relationships? Or like when you think about getting in a relationship, God, this is so tragic. But I mean, yeah, I mean, just exposing myself here for you guys because I do hope... And also, it can be so disheartening when you see all these relationships or like your friends are in relationships and you're like, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I feel like I could never be in a healthy relationship, essentially? And like, please believe me, like you can... There is stuff you can do and you can work on it and for the right person, it will be okay. But my thoughts and feelings when she asked me how I think of relationships was sadness I actually started crying when she was like what do you think when you think of relationships and I'd walked in having such a fine day like I didn't feel emotional I didn't feel on edge and still just burst into tears and I was like oh everyone will leave was (laughs) self-sabotage I always do I get very jealous I need validation I need to be someone different so that they will like me I should have to fight for attention they will leave anyway and let me down um I get anxious and on edge they won't think of me unless I'm like with them. Like that's a massive issue I've always had in relationships. Like if I've got a boyfriend or like if I'm dating someone, like I think about them all the time when I'm not with them, but in my head, I can't comprehend that. Oh wait, like I probably crossed their mind as well. Like it, it just so weird, but like in my head, it was just like not possible. And the last one that is like definitely the saddest one, but also everyone has thought this at some point in their life. I feel, I used to feel very like unlovable. Like I wasn't worthy of love. So sad, depressing. Ugh. Um, <laughs> But also I hope that having someone like me who often seems very confident and outspoken and like you probably would never think that I, that's how I view relationships. Like I hope having someone like me talk openly about that can help even just one of you feel less alone if you struggle with any of those thoughts. Cause like 
yeah, nothing's wrong with you. Like it's very normal to yeah struggle. Um, and then when I looked at my hooked behavior, so that's essentially when I get to this choice point and I decide to push them away or like do all these unhealthy behaviors, I give them little tests. So like I will compliment them or like give them a present to see if they like how they react and like realistically there's no reaction that's good enough yeah. for me I focus on all the negatives I send them like paragraph texts which is like a very anxious behavior when like your thoughts are just kind of spiraling out of control you just type and type and type and like ugh, just push them away I like look for evidence that they will let me down so I'm like I like nitpick everything and I'm like wait no like look if they're doing that now it will just escalate which like probably isn't even true I don't communicate how I feel. I put my walls up. I ask for a lot of reassurance. I like catastrophize over everything. And I literally start being mean. So like, I just want to push him away as quickly as possible. And like, I will figure out how I can do that. Often the thing is I even end up doing the breaking up just because I'm like, no, well, they're going to hurt me anyway. Like I should just... You convince yourself that they're not the right person for you because you've looked for all these like bad behaviors and you're like, no, this is going to end anyway. They're not the right person. They do this, this and this. It's only going to get worse if these are the behaviors they're having now. Yeah. And then you're like, cool, I can break up with them. And then you've got the power. <laughs> yeah. And what is really hard though is that and I talked a bit about it in the job hunting episode. The, the thing for me that's similar between job hunting and boyfriend hunting, I guess, is I go for things that I don't really want. Like I know that they're not really the correct person for me to have in my life, but I almost think that if I go for people who aren't the healthiest person for me to have in my life and then it doesn't work out, I'm like, oh, that's fine because they weren't good for me anyway. Yeah. Whereas if I go for someone that actually could be really, really good for me or who I really, really like and then it doesn't work out, I'm scared that that will be so much more painful because mm. then there's no oh, well, they weren't good for me anyway. There's just yeah. like... They, they were someone I could imagine like spending my life with and it being a healthy, productive relationship <laughs> where you support and motivate each other and it didn't work out. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's fun. No, but I feel like now that's also like, I'm so comfortable being single. Like I'm yeah. so happily single this year and I am loving it. I'm yeah. having casual sex. I don't feel ashamed to say that on the podcast. I am very openly communicating with anyone that I do engage with that mm. I'm not looking to date anyone. And God, I'm so over, over the freaking belief and like even the subconscious bias, like, still exists that girls aren't allowed to like enjoy casual sex mm. stop if you think that just like literally stop <laughs> do you want to talk about the other side of the point the choice oh You've yeah done one one branch of it yeah and then i think we should also talk a bit more about casual sex and like yeah i know communication side of it but good, i feel like we good. would end up going on the tangent for a while and then yeah no very good pulling me back so then we worked through the other side of it this actually was surprisingly easy and i think that just shows how much i'm at a point now where i do want to stay single until i'm with someone that i see a future with and that I want to be in a healthy relationship with mm. so in terms of my ideal what I think a healthy relationship would look like for me and for anyone I think that it should be motivating so like you motivate each other to be better and to be like the best version of yourself it should be encouraging and supportive and so you know I think that I want to be with someone who yeah supports me and whatever I come up with can help talk through ideas with me and like, but I don't know, proud. Like I want to be with someone who is proud of me and who I feel proud of. Yeah. 
and like it should be like a very loving and like caring situation like I think that at the end of the day like if you're with someone and you have to question obviously once it's serious like down the track but if you once being with them for a long time and like being at a stage where you say you love each other if you have to question whether they love you in that situation you shouldn't have to like fight for someone's love you shouldn't have to be a certain way to keep it like it should be unconditional even when they're mad at you or like you're mad at them you should still know that you love each other and there's a difference between like you can feel it even though people with anxiety quite often have those concerns more there's a difference between knowing that that's coming from an anxious place and actually just not having that reassurance from your partner and like that really is lacking and stuff it is hard but yeah yes it is sometimes hard to differentiate but I think when you have had a good relationship and you feel really loved and supported by your partner even though you have days you might get anxious it feels different like it's not the same as just like not feeling that way with a partner absolutely and then in terms of my like unhooked behavior if I get to a point where I feel like I'm starting to be vulnerable and I'm starting to let my walls down what would be a healthy path for me to take and like healthy behavior to engage in is being willing to work hard on the relationship constantly communicating and like figuring out what's working and what isn't and like if I'm feeling types of ways just being able to say this is how I'm feeling it is my own issue but I just I'm trying to like breathe through it yeah yeah communicate how things are going talking about like day-to-day stuff so I think that this is so important but in so many relationships even when you like absolutely adore someone and like you know how much you love them and you're so grateful that you have them in your life I feel like in really healthy relationships it's easy to take them for granted Mm. so you have them around because they're just always there like you know that they're not going anywhere so you forget how much you actually enjoy seeing them day to day yeah I feel like it's also very common when you look at relationships back in like the olden days and like in movies and stuff how there's the husband and wife and the husband's off having an affair because to him the wife is just the wife like she's almost like a piece of furniture or like vice versa you know I think it's very common in cheating where it's kind of like you always want one you can't have Mm -hmm. To the point that it's easy to forget what you actually have right in front of you. I think also in a healthy relationship, I would want to help make their life better and ask for like advice when I don't really know how to approach a situation. And also see time alone as like a love language. Whereas when I am hooked, I set them tasks as like essentially my love language. Like if they don't meet them, I'm like, oh, they don't like me. Whereas like if I'm unhooked, I can spend time with someone and like that feels really valuable to me and like feels really reassuring and then lastly being able to like take space without overthinking anything yeah you know you don't see them for a day or two you just don't even think about it like it's yeah not even a issue so yeah I found that theory very helpful like as I said it's been really useful to put into my own life so like if you are someone who can look at your history and relationships and see patterns that perhaps repeat themselves like maybe try and think about like what your choice point is like what kind of point you get to normally where you start behaving that way and then write down you know what you have done historically and then on the other side write down what you would like to do how you would instead like to approach those situations and yeah it just felt really good to see it all down on paper (laughs) wait do you have anything else you want to say about relationships no I was just gonna say it's really good that you are able to go to therapy and work through that because like I don't think that's something or at least it would have taken you a very long time to get to that point on your own where you can like reflect and look at situations like that. So yeah, I think particularly with relationships, obviously it's 
really influencing obviously yourself but also other people and it's how you're treating other people so it's like really important to kind of learn Mm. to recognize those habits and learn how to deal with them yeah oh before we actually move on do you have like a favorite lesson around relationships like someone's told you or like I think my only lesson around relationships well it's not even really a lesson but communicate I just oh uh, yeah no that is a really good one I just think there's nothing more important than no actually communicate and comprehend yeah you can communicate all you want like between between the two of you in a relationship but if you're not understanding each other you're not getting anywhere because I know people that have been like we have talked about it and then like even in our friendship like we've had points where like we've talked about it but like nothing changes yeah nothing changes because like for whatever reason like we were just in Mm. bad mental health states at the time or whatever and haven't actually comprehended and understood how we can change to make things better or whatever so communication and comprehension like when you're listening you're not listening to respond you're listening to understand yeah and I think also kind of building off the point around communication being so important is one of my favorite lessons from the Dr. Ashley Bloomfield himself now it wasn't even like heard from him when I first heard it but hearing him say it really put into perspective that it shouldn't be something that like anyone should be ashamed of and it's really important is that relationships are allowed to be hard work like they are hard work sometimes if you want to end up in a really good healthy relationship like it's not supposed to be perfect you know movies and social media and you know YouTube videos and whatnot like they lead us to believe that so many people are in these beautiful relationships where they met someone and everything just fell into place and it was so perfect and they never fight they never bicker and like it's just not true like yeah no relationship is going to be perfect and if you want to go into a relationship thinking that it should be you are going to be disappointed or you're going to be faking it so either you will change who you are to try and keep this illusion that everything's still really really good or they won't feel comfortable bringing their baggage like emotional baggage into the relationship because they'll feel like you want you will want to leave them if they open up about that so just like lower those expectations and understand that if you're with the right person like it's it, still gonna be it's still gonna be how and, and you should almost want it to be like the thing is if you want to be growing in a relationship and you want it to be the best thing it can be you sh- shouldn't want it to be as good as it can get right from the start like you should yeah. want you both to change and like adapt over time and be like oh hey like you know lately I'm feeling this way like could we work on this or like yeah so don't think it's supposed to be all rainbows and butterflies what did he say it's not all beer and Skittles. Beer and Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd also like to add that if your relationship is only hard work, yeah, get out of there. Get out of there. Skedaddle. Oh, get yeah. Out. Quickly, like, though. What are, like, some, like, bad relationship things? Oh, my God. So many. Also, don't settle. Don't, don't. Yeah. Just because you're lonely. Like, okay, the easiest way to kind of establish... Okay, it is really hard when you're in a relationship. I feel like it's a lot easier to say once you're out. But if you can step back and look at the person that you're with and be like, okay, wait, do I actually like value what they value? And like, do I see them as 
a good person, like yeah. how they treat other people. Are they kind? Like, because yeah. often they're not. Yeah. When you step back and go, would I even want to be friends with this person? Very often you wouldn't. Mm. You've just kind of got an attention from them and it's gone from there. Like, yeah, I know. And that's the thing is I think you can have different interests. You can have different personality types that I think is all fine in mm. relationships and it's whatever works for you. But I think there's a certain amount of core values that have to be compatible. Yeah. Absolutely. That just reminded me. So we took a little break to get, um, my therapist actually sent me these wheels called the power and control wheels. And I think that it's really important for us to use the platform to bring attention to this because it is crazy how many relationships I know of that have these like, so it's basically, okay. It's like an unhealthy relationship wheel developed to bring awareness to domestic violence and the like different forms that it can take. And it really proved like a lot of people would not realize that they're in an abusive situation because mm-hmm. it can be so subtle. And then there's also like an equality wheel and like how it should look like. Um, so just to quickly go through like how a relationship shouldn't look. So I'm just going to read out like the highlights. So the main headings are using intimidation, using coercion and threat using economic abuse, using male privilege, using children, minimizing, denying, and blaming, using isolation, and using emotional abuse. And I think that the emotional abuse is like, it can be so subtle. So like making someone think that they're crazy, humiliating someone, making someone feel guilty, calling someone names or putting someone down or making them feel bad about themselves. And that can be so subtle. Yeah. Especially like putting someone down. You might not even see it for a very long time. That's often how domestic abuse starts is that it starts with things that are so almost not noticeable that even though you might be like, oh, that made me feel a bit uncomfortable. You just like don't really want to start a fight over it and then it can just escalate and like you know no one gets in a relationship thinking that it's gonna lead to Mm. domestic violence however it's still so common in our society god so just while you're reading that one of my favorite what do you call it an, an analogy i guess about domestic violence is if you put a frog into a pot of boiling water it'll jump out straight away if you put a frog into a pot of cold water and heat it up until it boils it'll stay in there until it dies it's the same thing with abusive relationships if you know when you first if someone first is on their first or second date with someone or even like like a couple of weeks into dating and this person hits them they're gonna get out of there straight away like they're gonna be like what the fuck is wrong with this guy like massive red flag get out of there or at least you'd hope Mm. but if you get into a relationship and then he's great at first and then there comes like a bit of subtle yeah like putting down like making you feel like your feelings are invalid or like you are being overly emotional crazy and then there's a bit more and it just gets more intense and then one night he slaps you and yeah. It, he was angry and it would never happen again. And yeah. By this point, you love them. And so it's like, yeah. oh, you know, I know that they can be really good. I yeah. know they love me. They, he just, he was drunk. He was angry. Yeah. Like, whatever. And it goes both ways. Good yeah. um, woman can be. Any any gender can be yeah. very harmful in a relationship For or sure. be impacted very harmfully in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and then before I get into like the, oh, so also if you want to learn a bit more about this, if you go on two, like the number two, two shine.org.nz and look up the power and control wheel, it will give you a little bit more information. And the other thing I wanted to talk about before I go into healthy things is called love bombing and love bombing 
and gaslighting actually we talked about gaslighting in a very controversial episode our <laughs> advice episode really landed me in a bit of hot water but <laughs> won't go into that um but yeah so I think a lot of people know what gaslighting is if you don't go listen to um the the shit show podcast episode on what the fuck is gaslighting but it's basically when someone makes you feel as though your feelings aren't valid and like your reaction to something is essentially crazy like they try and make you believe that you're wrong and love bombing is so interesting because like when my therapist talked this through with me I was like I see that in so many of my past relationships and like in friendships and in so many other relationships do you know what love bombing is yeah so love bombing okay is basically when you know things seem really really good with someone and then something bad happens so whether they do something wrong maybe they cheat on you maybe they you know just do something questionable that like was not okay at all and then when you approach them about it or like call them out on it instead of being able to take the blame like take it on board and be like I screwed up yeah acknowledge what they did wrong and work through it with you they essentially manipulate the situation so like they gaslight you it's often like a, a very common way of like the lower end of like love bombing and then somehow turn the situation back on you if, yeah. if, if so it's like possible to take example for like cheating for example so they go out and cheat on you you're so angry you're so hurt and you come back to them and you're like how could you do this and straight away they are like you weren't giving me any attention you made me feel so deprived like I literally felt like you didn't like me at all and so I just wanted some attention like mm-hmm. how can you be angry at me when you you know were pushing me away so hard and like everyone else saw it as well like everyone else thought that you were not treating me right in our relationship and you know so they literally pull out all the manipulation techniques in the book and you get to a point where you're like oh my gosh maybe they're right maybe I wasn't being a very good partner maybe I was doing all these negative things that they're talking about and then by the time you're already feeling like that they take it on themselves to forgive you and then they will start treating you really really well again so that essentially you feel forced to move on from it because they've been ever so kind as to forgive you treating them badly when actually they didn't acknowledge whether you had or not that's the thing is even in that example if you were like pushing them away for whatever reason going out and cheating on you is not an appropriate response to that and they manipulate the situation so that they then don't have to take any responsibility for doing wrong even if they do feel like you also treated them badly in whatever way yeah they just completely turn it around and most people in the situation you don't realize that you're in it because the manipulation techniques are so advanced and so subtle that to be fair I've been in a situation like this very recently where someone did something bad I probably did something bad in response and I could own what I'd done but when they came at me it was literally all about how terrible I'd been and how they never had bad intentions therefore they had done nothing wrong and looking at it logically and objectively, I could see like, okay, this person is being very manipulative. We are not working through this in a way that has open communication yeah. and both being like, look, we both fucked up. Let's work through it and then yeah. move on. It was, you know, it, looking at it from an outside perspective, I'd be like, holy shit, like this person is being so harmful and like yeah. so manipulative and it is not okay behavior. But in it, I literally was like, maybe they're right. Maybe I overreacted. Maybe I, like, maybe I am a hundred percent in the wrong. Maybe yeah. I should be apologizing like this and this and this. And luckily I've got friends like Sam who are like, just don't check your phone while you're feeling anxious about it. Just don't continue engaging. Just like mm-hmm. take some time to think it through. 
but yeah and it's just oh and the thing is with I mean this would suck for anyone in this situation but particularly for people that do experience quite bad anxiety and relationship anxiety when they like reflect on the overall view of this person in their life it looks good they're like oh they do treat me really well because like during those periods where they love bombing you they do treat you really well I feel so attacked because I like know how often I do that like how often (laughs) something really bad happens and I'm just like yeah but like they were so nice or like they have done so many good things so and then it makes it so hard to tell when there are actual red flags like these situations that are actually like not okay and they're manipulative and and then just because they're really good the rest of the time it doesn't make those situations okay and you should probably get out of there whereas like there's some things that like people do mess up but it's okay to work through them it just makes those differentiations really really hard to make yeah when you have someone that's so manipulative and the thing is a lot of the time they don't even realize they're doing it The, the manipulator doesn't actually no see see their own behaviors yeah and like and very often also that is oh god we have so many issues with the education system in New Zealand but it's just because like like no one's even known to call them out on it before because also that's the thing like if you actually were able to approach someone like this sometimes not all the time for sure but like and tell them their behavior essentially like if you're a friend going to a friend like if if you engage in some of these manipulated behaviors and I came to you and was like Sav what you're doing let me lay it out for you this is how it looks like how would you feel if you saw someone you care about being treated like that could be like holy shit like I completely didn't realize but because they've done it for so long and no one has told them or like you know they've never actually had to face any repercussions for it they just think that it's okay behavior yeah this has actually been a really good episode I agree one of the things that I've learned I was always pretty good but I'm over the last like five or so years have been like when I kind of really really started implementing it in every circumstance is that you can't tell someone how to feel and that's hard because sometimes with the way people react it is hard because like I do this all the time where I'm like oh they are being dramatic it wasn't that bad like whatever happened like you know that sort of thing and it's really really hard to be like okay that person is allowed to react they can't help how they feel about something and like a lot of the time when you think someone's being over dramatic it's because they're struggling with their mental health they have a previous experience where whatever happens triggering for them and all those things and like a lot of the time that person does need to work on why that you know if you think they're being dramatic quite often there's something that that person needs to work on but it's still very much how they're feeling and it's very much valid and even for myself like the way I react to things sometimes I'm like what is wrong with me like why am I reacting this way or feeling this way and it's like actually learning to be like well I do feel this way and figuring out why I feel that way and being able to work through it is so much more productive than being like this is ridiculous. I have no right to feel this way. I need to just forget it, like push it away. Like I shouldn't feel this way. So I'm just not going to. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, and also I think, I think that's such a good point because like you get, yeah, you can feel however you feel it. You can't control that. Where that some of the lines are drawn though. And I think it's important to establish these because people will be like, well, you're telling us we can feel however we want to feel. <laughs> we shouldn't like take it out on the other person. Well, exactly. Okay. I hate to refer to this recent situation again, but I think fast, it yeah. really captured a lot of why this is so important. You can tell someone how you feel. You can tell them how their actions have made you feel. You can be angry. You can be sad where the line is drawn so it's one thing to say when you did this it made me feel this way I feel hurt Mm -hmm. I feel betrayed I feel I feel I feel 
to turn it around and be like, you did this. Like you trying not to like be too specific to the actual situation but like you did this everyone is going to dislike you like when you read between the lines when it's like no one's gonna like you or like other people have been talking about this because it's so horrible what you did and like oh and then and then if you're trying to communicate like look I'm really sorry I made you feel that way however you know this is how I was feeling can we talk about it and then if someone wants to come back to you and just be like essentially not even acknowledge what you're trying to say and just is constantly on that defensive being like you're so horrible you're a terrible person like you did these things intentionally to hurt me yeah that is when it kind of crosses the line into like manipulation territory yeah and it's just horrible you know it's really it is really about understanding that you can't help how you react to something but you do have to look if it's reasonable because I know a lot of the time yeah. when I react I'm like I know I'm not being reasonable therefore I'm not going to take it out on that person yeah and then particularly in relationships I know that they're not doing this to hurt me and that is something that probably wouldn't bother me if I didn't have you know like this baggage from a previous relationship so that's when you just need to talk to them about it and be like look when you do this it does bother me like I can't help it I do feel uncomfortable and if you're in a healthy relationship your partner should be able to hear you and and understand that you don't want to be upset by this you Mm. know that you're reacting quite strongly to whatever it is but like if they can like listen and understand where you're coming from and particularly when it's things that aren't easy habits to change like if it it doesn't really matter to your partner it's not like a big deal to them yeah absolutely and then quickly to wrap up this recording went so quickly but I know again like I I'm so happy with the content I think it was very very valuable and like stuff everyone should know so yeah just quickly back to like the topic of casual sex so like as I talked about at the start of the episode like right now I'm not looking to date like I have a lot more work I want to do on myself and I think it's really important for me to do that work while I am flying solo so that when I do decide to start dating again I can be as healthy as possible in a relationship however just because I'm very happily single it is so unfair and fucked up to have the opinion that I should therefore not be able to have sex with anyone like just because someone chooses to not get in a relationship does not mean that they have to put on a chastity belt and yeah. like, or, or, you know, it does not mean that they're obliged to like start having, cause I know so many people who like will get in like a casual thing with someone or like a thing or go back to sleeping with people from their past because they don't want their number to go up. And that is so messed up. Like don't be going back to people from your past just for that reason. Like, yeah. but also on the other side of that, if you're having casual sex, it should be because it's something that you actually want to do not because you're trying to like cope with your emotional shit which yeah. honestly like I understand that for me it was a little bit but yeah. I'd still say not not much. not not a lot of it see there was like certain people where it was more like the nights out in town yeah. where you were running off and being a bitch to being me. a bitch literally um, like when I got drunk it was a real issue yeah whereas when you like, were drinking whereas like when you were actually just like kind of regularly sleeping with someone yeah it like was, that was for you and that was not yeah. about anything else whereas it was the nights in town where you were like off chasing after not chasing after <laughs> a little bit, bloody chase. a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. but it was just like you were like out looking for like validation yeah well and the thing is on a night out I never sleep with people after a night out mainly because I get too 
fresh but like I always would just want someone in my bed like I hated that lonely feeling that comes with being drunk and like yeah by the time you get home like I I'm a sucker for passing out like like the other day I passed out my clothes like I'm a mess um whereas yeah when I'm actually having like casual sex it's normally during the day to be honest but it's just like oh like okay that's just something that I want and I respect myself enough to know that that is completely fine and I'm completely allowed to do that and if anyone wants to judge me for it that is their problem yeah so yeah whatever you're doing just as long as you're communicating open and honestly and being safe and being safe yeah that's a big one also yeah just looking after your mental health like it's just yeah so important do what's right for you and yeah anyway hope you've enjoyed this episode (laughs) (laughs) all right talk to you guys next week bye